Welcome back to Fleshing It Out with Samantha Spittle. This week, we have a returning guest, Brett Henke. You might remember Brett from his last episode where we talked about the inherent worth and value of every individual, um, as well as he is part of Bible on the Rocks podcast, which is our sister podcast in the Spitfire production family. And so what originally started as just a quick conversation to touch base with Brett about his episode and whatnot, it actually ended up turning into a new episode um, due to everything going on in in the world right now. Um, If you're listening to this when it's newly dropped during the COVID-19 pandemic, we we started talking about, you know, what is life going to look like after this? Because this is definitely something where there's not going to be a going back to normal, um, the normal we knew. And so we start off the conversation, um, catching up about his episode, and then we dive into kind of ways that things can look different, um, ways that maybe universities and trade schools can work together. And so because of what Brett does during his day job, he's all about taking away the barriers so that people can find success Um and, and like I said, just kind of getting those barriers out of the way. And so I was curious to get his thoughts to see what that new normal would look like. So join us as we flesh it out with Brett Hinky. Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Knoxville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Welcome back to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. We are here with past guest as well as co-host of our family sister podcast. I never I haven't decided how what we're calling it. Um, Bible on the Rocks. So welcome back, Brett Hinky. Thank you. Great to be here. Maybe we could call it the um, less successful stepchild. Uh, mm-hmm. Bible on the Rocks is the less successful step sibling of fleshing it out. My only issue with that is I do not want to put like stepchildren in a negative light. I feel like mm-hmm. that would. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's think about it. Let's we can always edit it. this later. So we talked with Brett um, on a past episode about the inherent worth and value of every person. And then he also is one of the co-hosts, as I said, of Bible on the Rocks. And that includes um, a group of friends that sit around, have some beverages and chat about the Bible. So uh, I think that Brett, we were talking about, you know, we're doing kind of a little special uh, courtesy flushes catching up with guests. (laughs) And uh, I think that um, for people to check out your episode is very timely because of what's going on in the world today. I've read a lot. um, You know, right now we are social distancing. Everyone is either working from home if they can or um, is ordered to stay home. And I've read a lot about how, you know, this is a good time to build empathy for that. This is a way for you to build empathy because you are doing this for others and it's something that collectively we are doing for society. And I think that your episode would be a great um, reminder of that with people and how, you know, even if it's not important for you to stay home, if you don't agree with it or not, um, it's important to other people and that we all value and that 
it's the people who are the most people who are the most at risk are are the ones who need our help. So, yeah, I think I think so. So I I would come at it from two angles. One, a lot of us are blessed, like I am, to have the sort of job that I can do remotely. Um, so I've been doing that, and a lot of folks I know are. But there's also a group of a large group of folks that can't do it. So we need to be thinking about them and making sure we're checking in um, with people that may need help. And then the other angle I would have is that if there's anything that's going to get us out of a situation like this, it's the individuals with ideas. Um, Because what's great about the world, what's great about our country is innovators make people's lives better. And so we need to make sure that Um, We're not inadvertently setting up situations that stifle people's innovation, um, that present barriers to them, um, coming up with new ideas um, that can help us get through situations like this. So coming out the back end of this, and who knows when that'll be, but coming out the back end, there's going to be a huge population of folks that are going to be looking for work. There's going to be a huge population of folks with ideas. And so we've got to make sure that we're not putting barriers in the way of connecting people looking for jobs with people that have ideas and ways to employ them. What kind of barriers are you talking about that would be put in place? But I think, but before you answer that, I think it's a great point to bring up about all these new ideas that are going to be coming um, on our, actually it was during our pastor's church sermon that he talked about Sir Isaac Newton, right? That it was during his two years in the, while he was social distancing during the plague, he had come up with the um, are what we use right in modern day calculus. I believe some yeah. other things that you can Google and fact check me on. But uh, so I do think, you know, that is as bad as things are right now, you know, good will come from it. But so I agree. Um, but yeah, so what did you mean by some barriers? What could be some barriers or what are some things we can do to prevent those barriers? Maybe that's a good question. Um, so I tend to think in terms of internal and external barriers, So the external are probably the easiest. So right now there's situations where states and local governments are um, removing some regulatory barriers. So for instance, on delivery of goods, there was a lot of different companies that were not allowed to do takeout food or deliver goods. You had to be licensed in a certain way. Um, to be able to do that. And they've said, well, we need to eliminate some of these barriers to overcome the situation we're in. So the question I would ask is, if there's not a safety reason or a health reason to be doing those and you're willing to lift those now, do we need those at all? So I think I think initially those created barriers to getting goods and services to people. So we need to ask afterwards, does it also create mm-hmm. barriers to getting goods and services mm-hmm. and stifle innovation and job creation? So that would be one barrier. So there's going to be governmental barriers uh, to opportunity, um, and there's going to be institutional barriers. So another institutional barrier um, that I can mention, after the 2008 recession, um, if you remember that, and that's going to be nothing compared to what we're going to face now. So we've already got record um, unemployment Mm -hmm. filings. I mean, record in the history of this country, record unemployment filings, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think 2008 is going to look like nothing compared to this. But after 2008, there was a huge number of people that went back to schools 
to I, I like to call upskilling. So basically, acquire new knowledge and skills. So not all these folks went to get uh, a two-year, four-year degree or anything like that. Sixty-eight percent of that market of those folks went to um, either for-profit universities or community colleges. Um, and so I think that represents a huge opportunity for post-secondary education or higher education. So I think universities have an opportunity to think differently. And right now, the way universities operate, I don't think is well-situated to help people achieve that new knowledge and skills because of the current model is all geared towards getting four-year degrees. And I don't think that's necessarily what everyone's going to need to get back into the marketplace and find gainful employment that's meaningful to them. So those would be two exterior um, barriers that I might point out that we need to think about when we're as we're going to come out the back end of this thing. Mm. What about with like trades and things like that? I feel like the last couple of years there's been a real push on getting people into the trade jobs. Do you feel like that's going to be stepped up or? Yeah, I think uh, this would point to both an external and internal barrier. So I think in many ways we've created internal barriers to the trades by pushing everyone towards a four-year degree. Mm -hmm. I also think universities have not been very porous. And what I mean by that is if I go to a university and I figure out, you know what I'm actually really good at is carpentry. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to exit the university and then get into a program where I can practice carpentry, whether that's through an apprenticeship program or maybe there's a community college or a trade school. You leave that university with really nothing. Mm. You, know, you leave and you've got a bunch of money you've spent that doesn't gear up towards anything. And then what happens as I proceed along my trade and become a carpenter and think, oh, I'd like to start my own business. You know, it'd be really helpful to have some knowledge on on how to operate and run a business. So maybe I go back to school and learn that information. But you go back to school, all those all those dollars you spent before are meaningless. So you might have to retake some of those. And it's all about getting a degree program, like a four-year degree. And so you may have to restart some of these liberal arts-type courses. So basically, you've poured a bunch of money down a hole, and you try to go back. And universities just aren't situated to help somebody come back and gain some additional knowledge. All the experience they have doesn't count towards any credits. So I just think Educational institutions need to be more innovative, and coming out the back end of this, I'm worried that people that want to upskill are not going to have the opportunity to do so. And then there's an internal barrier of where we, um, we in some ways, diminish trade schools versus a four-year degree. When mm -hmm. people can create a ton of value through trades, let's make it easier for them to do that. So with your ideas that you're talking about, I feel like they are on the bigger scale thing, which makes sense because of what you do with your job, you know, kind yeah. of affecting change. Is there something you can think of on the smaller individual scale, whether it's kind of talking to your kids through this, your friends and whatnot? What are some things maybe we can do? Hmm. Good question. Well, I think Going back to the original episode is is think about the inherent value and worth of every individual and that those people, if we can get barriers out of the way, they can create opportunity. So I know we have been talking about a lot of institutional barriers, but I think um, being in relationship with people, understanding where their pain points are or what's keeping them from success. That's a great then, term, pain points. I like that. Yeah, and then I think – 
using our knowledge to maybe we can connect them to opportunities or at a minimum if they need immediate help that we can provide then then let's do that but that starts with recognizing that those people are in need it's a great point i feel like just from my own experience so much so often you have the i should call this person i should do this thing and it's always one day one day one day and i feel like where we're at right now like such a time as this now is the time like if you're thinking you know you normally we think oh i should call and check on this person and let them know how they're doing and now now is the time so yeah taking an interest in people understanding where they're coming from I'll give a movie recommendation. So we're probably all watching a lot of movies. My family and I, we watched this movie called Same Kind of Different as Me. Have you seen it? I have not seen it, but I have heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. But go ahead and explain it for the listeners. Yeah, but this one's great. So it does get at the what we talked about before, the inherent value and worth of every individual. Um, so it's about um, a family, relatively wealthy in Texas. Um, the wife of this couple... Or this, they had children too, but but the movie focused mostly on this couple. Um, have a ministry to to serve the homeless, and the husband's basically making assumptions about people without knowing them. And this person's violent, or this person's strange and odd, and I don't want to be in a relationship with them. But the when, then when you dig deeper and understand where they're coming from, people have a lot of, and this is what I get to with internal barriers. People have a lot of history, have been hurt. Um, in many ways, and so their behavior sometimes reflects that hurt. But once you try to understand them, then you can address them as the individual they are and help them in any way you can, and you can change lives that way. So I think that's what's going to be incumbent upon us is not make assumptions about, um, as, as so many of us sometimes do, is this person's lazy or they're not smart enough or they don't work hard. Um, you don't know their situation, so I think we need to take them where they are, understand who they are, and then figure out how we can best help them. And that brings up a great point about the work we could be doing on ourselves right now, because it's not just other people who have those issues. Spoiler alert. We have those issues. We yeah. have life circumstances that have made us who we are and how we act. And so I feel like there's an opportunity now for us to kind of do some digging into ourselves, into our relationships, marriage, kids, all that stuff that we are forced to have this stuff. And it's like the, the issues that we're all dealing with in ourselves are going to be bubbling up. And so the same grace we give others, I think that we have an opportunity to give that grace to ourselves too. So. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Well, obviously it does. I wouldn't have shared it if it didn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so switching gears a little bit, Brett, uh, Bible on the Rocks, how is that going? Um, I, I can mention it a little if you're new around here. Bible on the Rocks is the podcast that Brett started along with my husband and some other friends, and it's been a really fun, I would definitely call it a fun passion project of uh, chatting about the Bible, but why don't you kind of fill us in where things are at with Bible on the Rocks? Yeah, I think um, we've got a few shows um, and unfortunately, when we when we record them, we're not as tight as you are uh, with uh, fleshing it out. So there's a lot of editing that needs to be done. And uh, Jeremy Spittle, your husband, does a great job editing those shows. So I think he's working on those, and we'll put those up for folks that like to listen. Uh, we did an experiment, uh, maybe it was last week or the week before, mm -hmm. of trying it remotely, which uh, 
you're experimenting with as well. Um, I haven't heard the results yet, but we're trying it. Um, I think we miss the fellowship of being together, um, as I'm sure everyone does right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll we'll try some of these technological um, platforms to see if we can at least approximate that that sort of feeling. Anyway, but there, it's it is different than being in person. But uh, maybe after a few tries, we'll we'll get there. But that's that's kind of where we are now. And I don't know if we talked about this on the full flush episode that we featured for flushing it out. What's been something that's come out of Bible on the Rocks that you did not see before doing it that now is there? Um, maybe we did talk about that. Uh, I can't remember. I think some of us are looking at these stories uh, again, and maybe mm-hmm. we haven't read through it. I know at least two of the guys um, – on the show are now you know reading through the bible the whole bible um in a year i think jeremy might be one of them josh paris is doing it i think we're learning a lot more about these stories and thinking about them differently so i think when you're maybe younger than i am now you may have read these and had maybe a surface look at them um maybe read some commentaries and had an opinion on it but now now sitting around talking about it with these guys there's a variety of opinions frankly some of them are good some of them are bad um but we work through it um, wait are you saying the opinions of the guys some have good opinions some have bad opinions yeah i think so yeah i think um i like that so st- from a starting point that there's probably there's truth there so some of us may be grasping it. Some of us may be even further off. I don't know, but we got to work through it. And I think part of it is the humility of it. I think um, everybody on it has enough humility to know what we don't know. Yeah. Um, even the even there's two guys that have MDivs, and they come at it from a sense of humility of, hey, here's the knowledge I bring to the table. Here's what I know. That doesn't mean I'm right. Um, Masters of divinity for the people that aren't oh, yeah. up on the lingo. Thank you. Yeah, good point. That mm-hmm. is That is what MDiv stands for. And um, I'm also learning how funny some of these guys are that uh, I didn't know they – I didn't know them all that well at first. A couple of them I didn't know all that well at first, but they're pretty funny for sure. I think that um, is a, a great point. I agree. I love hearing you guys laugh when you're doing your episodes recording. I think um, – I like the point about the opinions because I think so much – you know, you want to provide good content when you're a content creator, which we both are. But I think sometimes things get lost um, if things are always from an expert point of view. Because from a, when a marketing standpoint, I mean, the way you market yourself is you're an expert in XYZ. And I think what I've been trying to do with the podcast, and it also is similar with Bible on the Rocks, is that, you know, I want to highlight that everyone has value and that actually ties into your episode of everyone has inherent worth and value. It doesn't mean that everyone's opinion is the right best opinion, but that there's value in having conversations with people. And so when I've talked to people about your podcast with Bible on the rocks is encourage people to listen to it because I think it's pretty neat that a group of friends sit around and talk about Bible stories. And it's not like a Sunday morning conversation where you know, you either you're going to like watch something on Netflix or you're going to watch a church service like those feel like kind of polar opposites, unfortunately. And so I think that you guys bridge the gap that it's it's hanging out with your friends. And whether you're talking about that or the latest Netflix show, 
it's the same, not the same conversation. I'm not sure exactly what I mean by it, but I just think that it kind of shows that everyone could be having these conversations. You don't need to be, you know, wait until you are at a certain place in your life till you can discuss something. If that makes yeah, sense. that makes sense to me. I think, I think, um, I think people are experts. A lot of people, their expertise is pretty narrow. So I think when, when that's the case, yeah, we should, we should, um, we should respect their expertise, but they're not experts in everything. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I think, I think you need a level of humility. And the one thing that combines us all is we're all seeking, um, we all come from a vantage point of seeking to serve God and believe in Jesus and his work, but we're all at different spots. So even the, the two individuals with masters of divinity, neither of them are currently shepherding a congregation. So they're not, so they may have knowledge, have gone to school, um, but it's a lived out faith. So just having knowledge isn't enough. And so, yeah, I think anybody that is seeking can have these conversations for sure. And then we all bring whatever expertise we have to the table. Like if we're going to talk about, um, if there's uh, some sort of analogy related to civil engineering, uh, they're not going to look at me. They're going to look at Jeremy. Mm -hmm. so. For sure. Great point. Well, I appreciate uh, your insight. I appreciate the passion project that I think is just also turn it into a really good fellowship. I think that that's something that I would encourage lots of people to do to start. Cause I, like you said, it's funny that, you know, you didn't know them all that well, or, and I think even the ones you've known, you know, you, you and Jeremy, my husband have had a relationship, you know, a friendship. We've all known each other for a long time, but I think that it just, it's that repetitive, that consistent, time where you're spending time really digging into stuff. I think you just really get to know each other and build those bonds even more. I think it's important. So, yeah. And if you're a listener, uh, which is, which is important as well. <laughs> um, uh, and you want to hear some guys have these sorts of conversations and see what you can learn from it. Um, without having to feel like, um, we have some sort of expertise or some sort of secret knowledge you don't have, which, um, maybe some of the other shows you listen to, you kind of get that feeling, um, then this is a great place for you. I mean, we're just talking about stories and, and we're no smarter than you are. And, uh, if you'd like, go to our Facebook page, uh, Bible on the rocks, leave a comment, tell us a story you want us to, to, uh, talk about. And, um, and we'll even mention you on the air if, if we use your idea. Woohoo. Do you say yeah. on the air for podcasts since it's recorded? I don't know. I'm still learning the lingo myself. And I mean, now this whole medium is very new to me, but, um, but I knew, I do know to say you can go to www.bibleontherocks.com to listen or wherever fine podcasts are heard. I listen to mine on Spotify now. Spotify. Hmm. Yeah, it's there. I listened to, uh, some of, um, uh, flushing it out on Spotify today too. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, versus most people use this podcast app, but Spotify uh, is great, too. This is a great medium for this because I think it's so approachable um, mm -hmm. to have these kind of conversations. So um, what I like about this is it doesn't have to – what I like about podcasts is it doesn't have to be polished. They're not that hard – they're not that difficult to produce. 
and it's also pretty intimate. So even as you're learning on how to use this stuff, people are listening. And I think if they know your show, they're understanding mm -hmm. that you're trying to innovate and uh, yeah. create content. And um, I think that's part of the fun is kind of learning as you're going. And it, and it creates that. Um, I, I think it, it creates a it's, it's a little humbling and, and creates more of a. I don't know, every man type of feel or mm -hmm. every woman type of feel, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So good for you for pushing on through and innovating and um, and uh, finding new ways to connect folks with content. That's great. Thank you. It's been I. It's been exciting to, for like I said, it, I feel like it's forced my hand to have to do some things, but I'm excited to see, you know, just kind of where things go. So appreciate your time, Brett. Appreciate your insight. And I uh, look forward to hanging out socially when the social distancing is relieved. Yeah, I can't wait. Stay safe. Stay healthy. You too. Stay safe. Stay sane. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by TwinMusicom.org. Song titled Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, M&M Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.